The following content has been provided by RWTH, Aachen University. When we, when we try to understand our user base better, we should talk to them and, 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 and find out what their, uh, what their profile is. And some of that you can address with sort of demographical questions. Uh, one simple and very frequent way of classifying your users is to, to, just, to, to, to sort of estimate how much experience they have. So you could say you go by experience and say, um, you know, as the most central criterion, we can say we've got people who are new to the system, they have very little task knowledge or no task knowledge, or they could be first-time users who do have task knowledge, but they haven't used the tech system. So you could have somebody who knows the process very well but hasn't used the particular system to, to uh, address that process. And they won't know the user interface. They'll have some anxiety using it. And um, you know, if you say, let's take an airline reservation system, for example. right? So when you go online and you book a flight, you go to, I don't know, Expedia or one of those pages, you probably don't book flights every day. Otherwise, you're having a great time as a student. Um, so if you go online that you haven't booked a flight for, I don't know, like half a year or a year or so, and so you're going to be careful about what you do, right? You don't, know, you don't want to make a mistake. Uh, you don't know the system very well. So you're basically a newcomer to the system. Um, and that means the system needs to be very simple. It doesn't make sense to overwhelm you with features. Um, it should be a very small, consistent sort of vocabulary of, of what the system offers you. The feedback should be very clear, what you've selected, what options are there, et cetera. It should provide help and documentation so you don't get lost in it. Now, you can take an average, uh, more experienced user, maybe, um, I don't know, an office worker, secretary that books flights um, for, for her team you know, every week or every two weeks or so. Um, when she uses Expedia, she's much better at it than you are. right? So she will know. Uh, ways of using it that, that you may not be aware of. So knows the task better, um, knows the UI better as well, um, but still you, know, you might forget some functions if you're like somebody who uses it only every um, couple weeks. So in this case, it makes sense to make the user interface maybe a little richer, so you give people a couple more options and, 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 and ways to use it, but they still will need the clear menu structure and consistency and especially the graphical user interface advantage of seeing and choosing instead of having to remember and type commands. Um, and you still want to protect, be protected from errors and mistakes. But there might be, for example, for somebody who uses it frequently, they want things like what you have in your Deutsche Bahn um, you know, online site where you can say, my favorite trip, right, that, the one that I book every couple weeks to go home to my parents is this. So please remember that so I can select it quickly from a list of favorites. That's kind of a feature for an intermediate user that makes sense. Um, and then you get to experts, um, regular users who know the task and the user interface well. Um, and I'm not sure whether you've ever seen this, but if you have a chance, um, if you go to like an airline ticket counter or something, uh, try to see if you can get a peek at their user interface. Um, you will probably not understand a thing of what's on the screen. right? Um, it used to be for a long time that these uh, people would be using the so-called start airline ticket reservation system, which was basically all text-based. Text and to book a flight from, I don't know, Munich to Cologne or something, they would enter um, for, I don't know, business class passenger, second class, uh, business class passenger, return trip, same day. They would enter basically 
18 cryptic letters and numbers, and you know, that would be their request to the system. So they could talk to you and listen to you and basically like type in this totally strange code, the secret language, and the system would come up with the results. Um, not something you want to use if you only use the system once a year, obviously, but for them, this was a highly effective and efficient way of doing their business, right? doing their task. So there, it's all about speed, efficiency, short feedback that's not intrusive, that doesn't bother you all the time with dialogues that you need to confirm. You want shortcuts, you want macros, you want customizability and extendability. So these systems, if you use them every day, become a, you know, really a work tool that needs to be sharpened and honed to your tasks and, and your abilities. So you can already see, um, if you say, I'm designing a system for everybody, even if you just look at people as they get more and more experience with your system, it's very hard to make a system that works really well for beginners and experts. Right? So that's why it's so important to understand your users. But it's more than just um, newbies and, and versus experts. Uh, there's also the question of, for example, the background of people. Um, of course, the name doesn't matter for, for you know, how people can use a system, uh, but it's something that you know, if people are willing to, you know, to give that to you to collect, to later be able to better group your results. But age, sex, nationality, education, income, those are all things that you may want to understand about your user base, so you have a better picture of what they are about. Um, and then there's the differentiation of computer experience and task experience. You can have a really kind of a star architect who's really good at stuff, designing things, but he's a lousy computer user, right? Or some like who, I don't know, um, a lawyer who's excellent at you know, defending his cases, but who hates using the computer. So task experience and computer experience are two different things. So even just the newbie versus expert thing already becomes more difficult, right? Is he a newbie at the task? Like, did he just start on, his, on this job? Is he like a, you know, a newcomer to the job? Or is he a very experienced person in that job, but just hasn't used the computer much? Um, or is he really experienced in using computers in general, but has no idea about their new job assignment? So these things are two dimensions already in newbies versus experts. Um, for computer experience versus task experience. And then there are also things uh, like the personality. You know, is, are you going to be designing for a user base that is, tends to be more introvert or extrovert? Are they systematic or spontaneous people? Are they risk? Um, <coughs> what's their risk threshold? Is it high, is it low? Are they early or late adopters? And that's one of the reasons why a lot of software projects in the past tended to fail so you know, spectacularly, because they were designed by, you know, software developers who tend to be a little more introvert than extrovert on the, on the average, who tend to be very systematic, because that's part of our training and our skill, um, who tend to have maybe not so high a risk threshold because they know the code needs to work and it never can crash and it has to be running it all the time. But they might be early adopters for technologies. So they might be willing to handle complex systems and enjoy the complexity of a system. And now imagine that your user base is, I don't know, theater dance performers. Those are hopefully a little more on the extrovert side. right? They might be very spontaneous people who can react to a new situation on the stage, um, who might have a high threshold for taking risks and trying out new things, uh, but who hate technology and are late adopters through technology. And now, you know, here's the developers designing this stuff for the other people. If you don't 
really make an effort as the development team to understand your user base well and understand their way of living and how they like to address their problems, you're not going to be able to do a good job. And it's weird about personality, but we tend to think that we're normal, right? So anybody, you know, no matter what your personality type is, you tend to think that other people are probably like you, and surprise, surprise, they really aren't. Um, so uh, other people have different personalities and different skills, and if you design software for other people than yourself, you need to understand those people's skills. Oh. This content was provided by RWTH, Aachen University.